Today in Lore of the Rings, we will unravel the mysteries of pipe smoking, the simple governance of the Shire, and the unexpected tales behind Bilbo's ring. In a journey that goes beyond the pages, deep into the lore of J.R.R. Tolkien, from the prologue to the Lord of the Rings. I'm Aaron, your host, and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Now, let's wander. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's check the map. We are wandering the prologue to The Lord of the Rings. We've explored the origins of the text and of the hobbits. Today will be our third and final wandering of the prologue. To quote a famous hobbit, quote, This is the one art that we can certainly claim to be our own. What was this unique art? Pipe smoking. Hobbits were the first of all creatures in Middle-earth to take the leaves of Nicotiana, quote, put it into pipes, and smoke it. We'll see smoking come up later in the story, but it's worth remembering a scene from The Hobbit that we previously covered. When Gandalf first recruits Bilbo to the adventure with the dwarves, we find Bilbo, quote, standing at his door after breakfast, smoking an enormous long wooden pipe that reached nearly down to his woolly toes. While hobbits were the first to smoke in pipes, they certainly weren't the last. The habit was taken up by nearly all folks who encountered the hobbits from wizards, to dwarves, to men. The plant from which the best pipeweed grows comes from Numenor, the ancient island kingdom of men. Tolkien himself was an avid pipe smoker, and at one point was quoted saying, Every morning I wake up thinking, good, another 24 hours of smoking. Smoking a pipe was one of the hallmarks of why Tolkien often said he was most like a hobbit in Middle-earth. To finish off this section of the prologue, Mary the Herbmaster writes, quote, One wizard that I knew took up the art long ago, and became as skillful in it as in all other things that he put his mind to. This wizard, of course, was Gandalf. The movies pay homage to this not only in the various scenes of Gandalf smoking, but there's a small detail you may have missed. In many scenes, if you look closely at the top of Gandalf's staff, you'll find a smoking pipe stored. Perhaps the easiest scene to spot it is when Gandalf talks with Saruman at Isengard, before the wizard duel and Gandalf is imprisoned. Look closely at the top of his staff, and you'll find a small wooden pipe. A great example of Gandalf's skill in smoking is the contest he has with Thorin after the dinner in the unexpected party at the beginning of The Hobbit. Thorin sends out smoke rings, and Gandalf chases them with his own smoke rings, which then turn green and hover around his head in order to keep a tally of wins. Quote, he had a cloud of them about him already, and in the dim light it made him look strange and sorcerous. 
I found some compilations on YouTube of all the smoking scenes from the Peter Jackson movie trilogy. As I watched one of these compilations, I was struck by a few creative decisions. First, in almost every scene in the Shire or Bree, someone is holding or smoking a pipe, even background characters. This fits with the prologue, seeing as Mary gives credence that smoking started in Bree. Throughout the rest of the film, the only others who smoke are Gandalf, Aragorn, and Gimli, all of which are familiar with the Northern Lands and the Shire. Also, interestingly, there are specific groups that are never featured with a pipe, the elves, the men of Rohan, and the men of Gondor. I doubt the elves would have approved of the practice of purposefully burning something from nature, and perhaps the craft of smoking hadn't passed to the southern kingdoms. If you are enjoying our wandering, be sure to leave a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. When you leave a rating or review, it's good feedback for me, and it helps more people find the show. Thank you to those of you who have already given a review. Now we come to the Ordering of the Shire, a section that unveils Hobbit life and governance. In the Shire, governance takes on a delightful simplicity that belies its resilience. The roles of the Thane and the Mare may seem quaint to outsiders. This self-sufficiency becomes a symbol of strength, reflecting the author's own love for the English countryside. At the heart of this insight lies the theme of self-governance. Tolkien crafts a society where decisions are made locally, where the Thane and the Mare are figures intimately connected to the community they serve. In an era where larger political structures often dominate the narrative, the Shire stands as a testament to the vitality of smaller, close-knit societies. As we wander through the Shire's picturesque landscapes, we encounter hobbits not merely as inhabitants but as skilled farmers and gardeners. Tolkien's depiction of the hobbit's agrarian lifestyle serves as a testament to his reverence for the pastoral and agrarian way of life. The Shire becomes a microcosm of Tolkien's ideals, emphasizing the importance of nature in the face of industrialization. Hobbits are portrayed as caretakers of the land, deriving sustenance not only from it but also cultivating a reciprocal relationship. This theme of nature's importance echoes Tolkien's own concerns about the impact of industrialization on society. Resistance to industrialization emerges as a key theme, with hobbits embodying a deliberate rejection of the destructive forces associated with rapid technological advancement. This theme even goes beyond Middle-earth. Consider Star Wars, where another farm boy becomes entangled in a good versus evil legend. In the Shire, peace and prosperity reign, untouched by the shadows that cast a long pall over other realms. It stands as a symbol of innocence and tranquility emphasizing the stark contrast between the idyllic Shire and the looming threat in the wider world. The Shire becomes a haven, a refuge from the storms brewing beyond its borders. This setting amplifies the clash between good and evil, serving as a poignant reminder of what is at stake in the broader narrative of the Lord of the Rings. The innocence of the Shire's inhabitants becomes a precious commodity, one that must be preserved, if possible, amidst the encroaching darkness. The theme of preservation of innocence resonates as hobbits go about their daily lives, blissfully unaware of the impending threat. The ordering of the Shire, while usually skipped over, offers a glimpse into Tolkien's masterful world-building, unraveling layers of insight and themes that extend far beyond the confines of the Shire itself. As we traverse the landscapes of hobbit life, we find echoes of timeless ideals, from the strength of self-governance to the harmony with nature and the preservation of innocence. In these insights, 
Tolkien invites us to reflect on our own world and the values that endure even in the face of daunting challenges. The Shire, with its rolling hills and cozy hobbit holes, becomes a canvas upon which profound themes are painted, leaving an indelible mark on the tapestry of fantasy literature. Before we go, I have one more tale from the prologue, where Tolkien blames Bilbo and the Ring for a fundamental change he made to the story. We'll get to that right after this break. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The final section of the prologue is a cover-up. This section is a summary of Bilbo's adventure and how he found the ring. You are likely familiar with this story. Bilbo was lost in the depths of the mountain, by chance found the one ring, and had a riddle game with Gollum. The stakes of the riddle game, if you remember, were if Bilbo won, Gollum would show him the way out, and if Gollum won, he would eat Bilbo. But that wasn't the original story. When The Hobbit was first published, the stakes were different. Instead of Gollum showing Bilbo the way out, he would give a present to Bilbo. A present of a fine golden ring, or so he claimed. The giving away of presents, particularly on their birthdays, was an old Hobbit custom, which the prologue points out. But now, decades later, as Tolkien is working on the Lord of the Rings story, he sees a complication. Gollum would never willingly give up his birthday present the One Ring. Thus, in writing The Lord of the Rings, Tolkien revised The Hobbit story so that future editions would be published with the stakes of the game as we know them today. But such a revision, a change in such a critical juncture of the story, requires some retrofitting. And fortunately for Tolkien, he has just the device, and he throws Bilbo under the bus. Since Tolkien has already established the framing that this book, The Lord of the Rings, is a translation of Bilbo's diary and other Hobbit writings, he simply blames the revision of the story on two different versions of how Bilbo himself claimed to find the ring. Quote, It is a curious fact that this is not the story as Bilbo first told it to his companions. According to the prologue, the reason that the Hobbit book was published the way it was is that Bilbo had told the story that way, and so had recorded it in his original Red Book with some copies of the Red Book still containing that story. However, some copies contained the true account, quote, derived no doubt from notes by Frodo or Samwise. Gandalf wasn't fooled, though, as he, quote, disbelieved Bilbo's first story as soon as he heard it. So it is that Tolkien was able to use his own built-in literary device to cover up his revision of his first publication, even if it meant that poor Bilbo would be painted as a liar. But if a white lie marked the beginning of his possession of the One Ring, then Bilbo is the first to become a bearer of Sauron's ring without murder, bloodshed, or war. And that beginning makes all the difference. This concludes our wandering of the prologue. Actually, 
One last insight. If you read the post section, called Note on the Shire Records, you'll find the source of the publication of the Elder Days, The First Age of Middle-Earth. Along with the Red Book, Bilbo gave to Frodo, quote, three large volumes bound in red leather, the whole of Bilbo's Translation from Elvish. These translations, as we call them, were not books of language translations per se, but were, quote, almost entirely concerned with the Elder Days. It would seem that Bilbo not only provided us with the manuscript that would become The Hobbit and the collection of writings that we call The Lord of the Rings, but he also gave us the text of what we now call The Silmarillion, the epic novel published after Tolkien's death that explores the first age of Middle-earth. For more on that story, go back and listen to episode 1 and catch all the way back up. Next time, we begin our wandering of the first chapter of The Fellowship of the Ring, a long-expected party, the contrast to the opening chapter of The Hobbit, an unexpected party. Thank you for wandering Middle-earth with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.